Hello. Welcome to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. I'm Molly Lyons. Romantic tone this week. Are we all feeling romantic? Well, I was until I watched the episode. <laughs> you don't think it's fully amorous, Molly? What? You know, romance looks different to everyone, and this was not my personal <laughs> cup of tea. It started off so well. Shall we begin with the synopsis, just to think about what we thought it was going to be? Well, we're covering Lucy Plays Cupid, which aired January 21st, 1952. Lucy's neighbor wants her to deliver an invitation to the grocer for a date. When she does, the grocer thinks the note is from Lucy rather than the neighbor. The grocer is delighted to think he will have dinner with Lucy. Lucy did not deliver the message clearly enough. I think Lucy clearly must be delivering another message to everyone else because everyone seems to just be falling for her, as we've gathered from many episodes we've watched this season. (laughs) To quote the eternal wisdom of Ursula the Sea Witch, never underestimate the importance of body language. (laughs) (laughs) Or red hair. (laughs) So maybe there's something else she's sending out. (laughs) Apparently so. But yeah, this seems to be a recurring thing where just people can't help but fall in love with Lucy. Yeah, and you know, I really relate to that too. No, I'm totally kidding, guys. I can't remember the last time I've talked to a man. (laughs) While I I really relate to Miss Lewis, who is my new hero and goal. Honestly, when she pulled out the letter and she's like, I've been holding on to this for five years, that was very much a same moment for me. Yeah. Every crush I've ever had. I wanted to talk about her because she's played by B. Benedurette. She was Irish. Atterbury on My Favorite Husband and mm-hmm. also like a front runner to play Ethel. She's only five years older than Lucy, but they made her look like a senior citizen. Some great age makeup going on there, but I mean, her voice was so silly. Well, that's the thing is that whenever they're trying to make someone into like a really extreme character, they always sound the same. Like she and Mr. Merriweather <laughs> should get married because they sound exactly the same. They just have like a weird little voice. <laughs> well, and also I feel like in terms of modern TV or more modern TV, she is an early precursor for all of the ladies of Golden Girls, for like ladies of an advanced age having romantic lives. Golden Girls is going to be on Hulu. It's true. Yeah. Check it out. You can watch Lucy and Golden Girls on Hulu coming up soon. If anyone out there wants to start a Golden Girls podcast, <gasps> we could cross pod. Oh, yeah. We want to be your friends. I would Thank you for being a friend, a pal, and a confidant. Um, I've actually never watched Golden Girls, but I just know that when I watch it, I'll love it. Also, in terms of what Molly was saying about older women having romances and crushes and whatever, uh, Grace and Frankie, too, is another good example of that. Well, and I think the best quote about all of that is from Miss Lewis herself when she says... Well, you you know the old saying, just because there's snow on the roof doesn't mean there's no fire in the furnace. (laughs) <laughs> so she has inspiration and goals for all of us going throughout our lives. Well, yeah, so we start off the episode with Lucy in the kitchen making him fresh-squeezed orange juice. And breakfast. I mean, I think we'd, it's probably, we just have to get used to it. I need, a wife. I need my own wife to, like, make me fresh orange juice in the morning. <laughs> so Miss Lewis comes in, and the one of the first things she says that becomes a recurring thing throughout the episode for literally no reason is that it's cold out today. But later I think someone said it's below zero. Ricky says that. It doesn't it, pertain to anything. It, it, and it also doesn't look like it either. Miss Lewis wears this awesome cape later and, like, a little hat. I'm like, that will not keep you warm in below zero temperatures. I'm from Chicago. Chicago. I know what this is like. You guys are from the East Coast. We know that that's Although, not right. Mr. Ritter, when he showed up to Lucy's for dinner, was wearing a lot of like 
cold weather accessories. Yeah, he was wearing some really nice earmuffs. I think he just really wanted her to remove his clothing. <laughs> Do you think it was just like a backtrack? The writing just was informed by the fact the wardrobe department wanted to put on earmuffs or something? I don't know. Or like, are they trying to get to like show that we've passed time too? Oh, yeah. Because I feel like we don't go outside. There's no way to really know what time of year it is. And it's airing in January, so... Just trying to relate to the people. Connect with the audience. You're cold, we're cold. Do you think it was they wanted to emphasize, like, we're in New York, we're not in L.A.? It's cold outside. (laughs) Because they were, like, one of the first shows to shoot in L.A. Oh, what was the thing that um, Miss Lewis said that we see Lucy crack up at? She thinks he's the bee's knees. He's the bee's knees. And that was a genuine reaction from Lucille Ball. But, yeah, like, well, why was that so, like, I wouldn't, I didn't think you thought like that. (laughs) Yeah. She was, like, whispering it, too. Like, she didn't want to be too, like, aggressive. And then Miss Lewis says something about how about she's been carrying the blowtorch for Mr. Ritter for that? five years. I'm assuming that has to do with the snow on the roof, fire in the furnace type thing, like keeping oh. the fire, the flame alive. What happens after Miss Lewis leaves and Ricky finds out about this whole escapade? Well, they have a whole conversation where Lucy wants to play matchmaker and then Ricky says, She'll thank you. He'll sue you. <laughs> Well, is that the way you feel about marriage? Oh, honey, of course not. I, th- I think marriage is wonderful. Why, I think marriage is, uh, is the greatest thing there is in the whole world. It's the only way to live. But if the guy has been clever enough to escape it this long, why allows him not now? But it was sweet when he said, you know, for you I played dumb. Yeah, because you were so cute. Because you were so cute. That was very cute. The subtext of that sweet talk was that I'm smarter than you, but I pretended I wasn't because you're really attractive. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he's just playing into like a stereotype of a man who hates marriage. Like he can't admit that he loves marriage. Yeah. Maybe he's been hanging out with Fred too much. Yeah. It's like literally in every episode where people hate being married. Yeah. But he likes being married. He he doesn't seem to hate it at all. In the the end of this episode where Lucy was going to be taken from him, he like comes up and he he's like okay like it was nice while it lasts you know like he seems to play it like oh that will never happen like i'm i'm gonna stay married yeah he doesn't actually see a threat to his marriage yeah Yeah. and a dynamic of their marriage that we haven't seen in such an extreme way until this point is a sense of discipline between the two of them where he tells her what she's gonna do yeah. Yeah. And I th- that kind of I hated that because also for once this isn't Lucy instigating something. Miss Lewis wanted her to do it. So it's not like she's doing something. She asked for help. Yeah, she asked for help and I think it's of course she goes to Lucy. Everyone must know that Lucy is the one who gets stuff done. But also, like, if you have a crush on a guy, do you send, like, the hot redhead you know over to, like, do... I don't know. I think it seems... <laughs> she's not very well-versed in how these things go. <laughs> Ricky should have offered to deliver the note himself. Yeah, that was another thing. Like, I mean, why do Miss Lewis a disservice and not help her out, you know? Because I thought it was a really sweet thing. I think the show saying, like, that Ricky knew it was going to go wrong... Yeah. And that's why he asked Lucy not to do it or told Lucy not to do it. But I'm in my head. I'm going to pretend he asked her. Well, and when she refuses to listen to him, he says, If you're going to act like a child, I'm going to have to treat you like one. Meaning what? Meaning I'll put you over my knees and I'll... You wouldn't dare. Oh, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Ricky! 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 And he chases her around the kitchen to put her over his knee and spank her which as a 2017 (laughs) viewing audience that was 
disturbing. It was horrifying. It was awful. And, and I think that's one of those things, like, you know, it does, it's not funny to the 2017 audience. And I guess it was funny then. I guess that was a trope. Not a trope, but, like, common. Like, there are, like, print ads where someone is spanking, like, a husband spanking his wife. And it's been in other movies and TV shows. So it was common. But it's, like, that's so dated. It's not funny. I I mean, I just think it's completely unacceptable. Yeah. Like, it's it's offensive. <laughs> Well, and it just took me out of the st- like the story where I was just like, wait, now why is this man chasing his wife around their apartment? <laughs> like, I want to get back to the like old people's romance. Like, let's right? get back to that. On one hand, I think it like really wouldn't be allowed on television today. I mean, I think hopefully now we've gotten to the point where in most marriages, men and women are, or men and men, women and women are partners, and no one is disciplining or like taking the upper hand with the other person. And it's even sort of unacceptable to spank a child now. Yeah. I mean, like that whole, was it the, the slap? That show about... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember those billboards. about somebody who slapped a child as a, in a, as a form of discipline at a, at a party, like at a neighborhood party, and like it completely, it completely blew up in the whole neighborhood. Like there was all this drama. It was... Yeah, I came in from Australia. I mean, I think the other thing is, like, even if there were echoes of this in a more modern piece of television, it would never be with the with the actual explicit line or the undercurrent of you are my spouse and you are also, I'm treating you like a child. Here's my issue with calling her, saying if you're going to act like a child, I'm going to treat you like a child. It's like, well, then later that night are you going to have sex with her? Because you are calling her a child and treating her like a child, but this is also a person you're attracted to and have a grown-up relationship with. And you can't have it both ways. So it doesn't matter if you think she's acting quote-unquote childish under no circumstances should you treat her like a child because you're you also have a sexual relationship with this person. This makes me want to go back to when he would just say she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> On the hierarchy of offensive, like this is definitely higher. For sure. The crazy part too is that Fred and Ethel aren't even in this episode. No. And Fred's typically the culprit of these kinds of His things. His rhetoric is pervasive. Yeah, so it's like, did they need someone to have that point of view? And because Fred's not in the episode, they just made Ricky a little more anti-marriage. Yeah. Like, And it turns out that Mr. Ritter, who joins the episode later, sort of like takes up that same mantle as Fred and Ricky in the beginning of the episode, where he's like following her around and not listening to her saying no when she doesn't want to do something. And and just sort of having the very possessive thing. So, yeah. And Miss Lewis is the Ethel character. Like, it's interesting that the structure of the show, even if it's not Fred and Ethel, it needs to have two men, two women, and yeah. these, like, different uh, sort of dichotomies operating. Different yeah. energies. But Fred would never hit on Lucy. Mm. He'd oh be insane. Remember when they tried to dance? No, <laughs> that would never happen. No chemistry. <laughs> no chemistry. Yeah, but this just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth while watching the rest of the episode. Well, the good news was we go down and we see Miss Lewis, and she is so charming and bizarre. I was confused when she pulled out the elderberry wine. She's like, well, I'm hoping we can have a few belts before dinner. Yeah, what? Is that like like a nip? I guess so. I don't know. I was like, belch? Is she saying belch? I don't know. I don't understand. I feel like there was so much. I feel like Lucy had a genuine reaction for that one, too. I feel like in this episode, there was so much of her just like trying not to crack up well and that makes sense if they were if they were considering her first of all she acted across her from my favorite husband Mm -hmm. and if then they were considering her for ethel and that scene and i'm jumping ahead but the scene where she like teaches miss lewis how to attract a man you could really see the like physical comedy and like how they would have acted together as lucy and ethel uh so in the scene uh the first scene downstairs in miss lewis's apartment 
we have the entrance of Mr. Bitter, who's played by Edward Everett Horton, and there is applause yes. immediately when he walks in. Um, he was a popular character actor of the day who is best known uh, as the narrator for Rocky and Bullwinkle. So yeah, he was like a very well-known, popular face and voice when he enters the scene. But yeah, Miss Lewis immediately sort of scampers into the kitchen. And of course. Again, I relate to her in the presence of a man I have a crush on. Hiding. <laughs> we'll talk to everyone but him. <laughs> oh no, I can't tell anyone my secret. Shoot, now everyone will know who I have a crush on. <laughs> Every person that you know. Every person crush. ever. <laughs> I like being alone. Every if you're in a room with Allie and she doesn't talk to you, then she likes you. Shoot! Secret <laughs> out. <laughs> no. So Lucy phrases the information to Mr. Ritter as Someone around here is very fond of you. No. Yes, a, a certain someone thinks that you're the bee's knees. Well, hot bigoting. <laughs> Come on, Lucy. She's not wrong. She, it is true, but vague. Miss <laughs> Lewis is the one who is the nervous one. Like, Lucy, you're delivering the news. You're supposed to be, like, clear and a good communicator. Well, it also feels like the original asking for a friend joke. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, except she's actually literally asking for a friend. And the person <laughs> assumes that she's talking about herself. When immediately the way that he was talking, I just found so gross. Where he was like, you're just my taste, Red. So she said the two sentences to him, like, someone around here thinks you're the bee's knees. And then he thinks it's Lucy. And despite all of the times for the rest of the episode, she says, no, it's not me. It's Miss Lewis. I'm very happily married. He doesn't believe a word that comes out of her mouth after the first two sentences. Silly woman. Yeah, he's just like, he's only going to hear what he wants to hear. Yeah, and so it starts this uh, recurring thing throughout the episode where it's just a man chasing Lucy around trying to force her to do something she doesn't want to do. It's it's like the bum and, and the and French the guy. Like, and yeah. the adagio, yeah. So then Ricky calls from a payphone to tell Lucy that he won't be home that night. He's with Jerry again. <laughs> the agent? I didn't notice this, but then I was reading, like, notes about the episode afterwards, and the cutout next to him is actually the Philip Morris. Yep. Oh, my God. He, like, puts the cigarette in the thing, and then (laughs) So they had to sneak one in there. Right. Well, good for them. They're getting their bills paid. (laughs) He calls and he interrupts the flirting lesson that... Oh, yes! We can't forget the flirting lesson. Oh, my gosh. So Lucy knows what she's doing. You got to walk the walk. You got to make eyes. I was kind of hoping that it would transition into like a makeover sequence too. Love a good you know, like like, like 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 a she's all that or like even in Princess Diaries or something. Or where, woman. Yeah, like all the like all these lessons, makeover sequence, and then she comes out a new woman. Or they just take off her glasses and she's beautiful. Alas no. Those are really good tips. I mean what are the other tips that you would give? To flirt? Yeah. Not talk to them. Well, <laughs> I either come in too hot or not or too cold. There's no in between. Miss Lewis me. has been rocking the don't talk to them for like five years and it's, it's not really good. That's true. For her. Are you saying that I'm gonna be Miss Lewis? No, no. I'm saying I'm saying you've had better results than she has. Honestly, I'd look great in her hat and her bustle, so I'm not mad about it. Well and She does have she has such a bustle. I'm looking for a nice Why? bustle in twenty seventeen. What can I say? <laughs> Well, and what did she say? Miss Lewis, like, also, she's got a nice little, like, razor-sharp wit where she, she's like, I can't shift my hips. Like, I've got a rusty transmission. Yeah. I thought she was very sweet. She was. I really liked her. And also in that moment, he is taking that mail. He is tampering with the mail, which is what we've discussed in an earlier ep- episode, is a federal offense. 
He should I don't not think be it was tampering stamped, with the mail. Though. I don't care. <laughs> okay, talk, Molly's the mail police. He talks about the postcards and Ethel, <laughs> where he was true. saying it's like you shouldn't be getting in other people's mail, and he is doing exactly that. Another tip I think I wish Lucy had given Miss Lewis is to touch them on the oh, arm. Yeah. Oh, that may have been too forward for the time. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, I feel like touching and also like maybe like lowering your voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More sultry. Laughing at their jokes. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't tell her to do that because that would be pretty funny if she was just like laughing at everything he did. That's the every word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the number one thing I think for men is like make them feel validated. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that these manipulation tactics like were around even back then. Uh, yeah. Forever. This is always how women have gotten men. Do you think that's how Lucy got Ricky? I don't think she had to do anything out of the ordinary. He just said, well, he kind of said wonder. she was cute. And he uses the same word to describe Miss Lewis when she, like, tries to flirt with him with her tips. So I'm sure maybe Lucy did use the same ones. Then Lucy's asking Miss Lewis what she knows about Mr. Ritter. And then he has, like, a list of demands for his ideal mate. He can't stand children. And and he likes a, a, a tidy appearance. And he demands immaculate housekeeping. He likes good cooking. <laughs> What's, well, like, the, the guy on... on online dating who's like I'm just looking for a gal who and then lists every positive quality that's ever it's like okay there's a reason you're on online dating right now now that you're bringing up dating apps let's talk about the difference between where you find a mate Mm -hmm. in 1952 and now and in 1952 you just decide to date the guy you get your groceries from well and I think also it's just proximity back then totally because I feel like I read something maybe it was in all the single ladies where it was a certain percentage of um, in modern love was it in Modern and Love? Where, season, yeah, season yeah, yeah. I'm confusing my dating books and non-dating <laughs> books. But yeah, like where back then it was just like you marry someone who lives within six blocks of you or whatever. Yeah, it was oh, like a the statistics. Of yeah. yeah. Who married people who lived in their neighborhood or even in their building. So, I mean, and also I think it's it was much more common, even in like just the generation before ours, everything before online dating, to be set up by people. Yeah. You would just say, hey, do you know anybody nice? Or like, I like that person, you know, could you put us put us in touch? And it was a much more socially acceptable thing, yeah. which is why it seems so surprising that uh, Mr. Ritter's immediately like, nope, nope, never, never going to meet with Miss Lewis. I'm not going to have a meal with her. I would love to be set up with someone. Like, we should all start doing that more. But I also, at the same time, I can't really think of any single guys I know where I'm like, oh, like, I need to set him up with one of my friends. Well, this is back to Lucy and Ethel's first conversation when they're trying to get dates for the Copa, which is like, do we even know two men who are single? So we come back and uh, Lucy's made Mr. Ritter a meal. So he enters and she takes off so many accessories. Well, and he requires her to remove them. Like, he can't take his own scarf off. Please. Like, a creep. Yeah, also, don't wear a silk... A silk scarf isn't even worn. I know, that's the thing. Well, and so she then... She was, like, dressed in a way where she was, like, mist, misbuttoned and her hair was all, like... Like rough and tumble. She was I, wearing like an elastic headband. I thought it looked. I thought the headband looked great. It kind of gave us a 1920s flapper look. Yeah, I was really into that. The uh, rest of her was a little downtrodden. No, for sure. But I kind of cracked up when Mr. Ritter took off his coat, and then he had a three-piece suit underneath, and like he's yeah. wearing so many layers. And his pants, again, like all the men of the time, go up to probably nipples. his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> so Lucy provides him with the worst meal of all time. So she pours water into a glass with a napkin still in it. 
so funny. When she just tosses the napkin on the ground. And then cans of tomato juice. Or as she calls it, tomata, which I was like, is this referencing tomato, tomata, potato, patata? Let's call the whole thing off. Is she, is that her subtle message? A cool little Gershwin (laughs) reference. Wow. Yes. Subliminal Gershwin, classically. That she's spiked with Tabasco sauce, which was too hot for Mr. Probably just Tabasco sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Just a can of Tabasco sauce. That's what we would do, I think. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and then soup that looked like a, it was just a bowl of honey. Well, but hers was fine. Yeah. Hers was like water. She was just slurping it. Hers did seem like water. And then his was like some kind of clear gel that was yeah. sticky. And then his, his hands, he was sticking to the napkin and then yes. he put it under his foot. And then she brought out a piece of meat that was literally on fire. Oh. <laughs> this is so good. And then like sprayed it out with a seltzer bottle. <laughs> And then, like, hammered it with... With, like, a pickaxe. A pickaxe and a hammer that she got on off her belt. Oh, and the biscuits, too. Oh, they were hard. Yeah, so she just, like, really killed the whole, like, terrible meal thing. But it wasn't enough. I know. I mean, I can't believe it. I will cook until you learn to. Well, there's a lot of messed up things where the expectation (laughs) were, like... Oh, no, we're still doing this, and you will learn to cook. (laughs) So then she has to take out plan C or D, or E, or whatever plan we're on at this point, which is the Parade of Children. <laughs> Where did she get all those kids? Right, the- I was, how did they fit? They, she had 30 children in her bedroom? That's messed up. Until we have the little drum baby come out. Like, that is... Like the conga so, And Lucy, again, Lucy O'Ball, like, she's holding back her laughter for the drum baby. <laughs> He's little Ricky foreshadowing. I was going to say, yes. yes. Oh, and so meanwhile, while this is happening in the Ricardo apartment, down in Miss Lewis's apartment, she's trying to keep Ricky from walking in on this whole escapade, and she, she tries flirting with him. She tries a number of the things that have been suggested by Lucy, but my favorite is when she just snaps her fingers and goes, Razzmatazz! Razzmatazz! I know. I need to start trying that with the men. Whatever works. But then he asked her if she was having an attack, and I was like, girl, lean into that. Pretend you're having an attack. (laughs) Ethel would have. (laughs) You know Ethel would have. (laughs) But he ends it by... Because what does she say to him? She's like, you're the first man I've ever flirted with. And I liked it. <laughs> and also, she's a senior citizen. That's terribly sad. Aww. She needs to get out there, flirt with the butcher, the grocer, the laundry guy. Yeah, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Yeah, flirt with them all. Right? <laughs> Ricky, like, pinches her cheek and, and gets very close and is like, well, I think you're very cute. And I'm like, Mr. Ricardo! Oh, he's so bad. Oh, that is, that's really cute that he thinks that women behaving in a strange way is attractive might explain a lot yeah (laughs) maybe i need to find my ricky (laughs) strange behavior we all do we're all just out here no we're not after this episode that's true never mind but but anyway uh, so ricky comes upstairs and he's decided like molly said to take a different tact and he just decides to give up and give her away yeah let lucy go to the next guy Apparently, who asks? Like the next guy who who wants to? Well, they'll all be lining up around the block if that's the way it works. <laughs> they go back and forth, and then Lucy says, "Can the football say something?" <laughs> no, they won't let her have her own agency. No, yeah, no. no, you're a woman. She's not an inanimate object. I thought that was actually pointing out yeah. the fact that I am here and I'm a person. And right, there are can't... moments in in these episodes that seem so laden with stuff that we find 
just so horrific and dated, there are moments where you can tell that the people behind it are somewhat aware of it. For sure. And yeah. poking fun at it. And so, like, that, that, that football moment was great in terms of making me feel a little bit better about the entire goings-on. So Ricky goes to the room to pack, and Lucy chases him into the room. Lucy's being chased by Mr. Ritter. Then Miss Lewis comes in and starts chasing Mr. Ritter. And then she flirts with him, the second man she's ever flirted with. And it works. Well, and so the, the, the moral of the story is, is, first of all, men really only care about if they're physically attracted to you because all of the things that apparently Mr. Ritter cared about didn't matter because he just was into Lucy. Right. And then as soon as this woman presents herself in, like, a... Bustle. Yes. Mm. <laughs> presents herself in um in a sort of sexual way, he's like, all right, sure, let's do this. And he takes her arm and they go. Are we going to see them together in future episodes? I don't think Hold so. On. I hope it's a one-night stand and Miss Lewis is like, I'm moving I hope there. she got some fire. I hope she got to clear some of the snow off that roof, you know? <laughs> well, but he clearly was never committed to Lucy. He's very fickle. It reminds me a lot of... The, with the four people and everyone being chased and, like, nobody really being into the person who's into them. It reminds me a lot of Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, oh yeah. Where it's, like, the four lovers and, like, it's all, like, cross wires and then someone changing their mind, like, right in the middle about who they actually want to be with. So who knows? Maybe they were getting a little bit classic with it. I was also thinking about, during the bad date sequence, um, Love on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Where... Um, they, I don't remember any of the characters. Claudia O'Doherty plays Brady. Yes, and um, Paul. Paul Rust? Paul Rust. Um, they both go on dates with, they go on a date with each other, and they're both trying to sabotage the date, which just, like, escalates. Well, and that's a great example of, of um, how our modern world doesn't handle setups, because that is an, an instance where Paul is trying to get with that girl's roommate, mm-hmm. and the girl he's into is like, you should go out with with her (laughs) and of course it doesn't go well because setups don't work anymore you know what also drove me crazy about the end of this episode though is they never wrapped up lucy and ricky's story like how long did ricky make her beg him to stay until he just was like oh yeah i knew what was happening they know we never see the end of it i think as soon as they see that miss lewis and um mr ritter are out of there yeah Maybe they resolve their... I just want to know, like, who these children were and how... I know, neighborhood children. Lucy just went around, knocked on every door, and was like, can I borrow your kid for, like, an hour? (laughs) This whole storyline is based on a My Favorite Husband episode called Valentine's Day. And on the radio, Mr. Ritter was a butcher, and Miss Lewis was a maid. I mean, but they didn't have those names either. What also, that reminds me of in The Brady Bunch, Alice ends up falling in love with Sam the butcher who like comes by the house and drops off oh my god but that's like a much happier story where it's much it's reciprocated at at a much earlier juncture isn't it more like a slow burn too yeah yeah I mean it it takes longer but there isn't the kind it's more that he's oblivious not that he's not interested classic should I date a butcher do you have a butcher no I don't eat meat so maybe (laughs) that's not a good idea I don't think that's a great idea you can find a gluten baker like a gluten baker baker. (laughs) I eat gluten (laughs) I just mean it's Los Angeles so find like a gluten free baker (laughs) or like my local like farmer's market like fruit guy Someone who makes, like, their own artisan honeys or something. A chef would be a good idea because I need cook for you. Oh, that would be awesome. I'd get so fat. I know. That's the I'd problem. I'd be so happy. Yeah. So on, on the episode of Will and Grace, when uh, Will's client, Stuart, meets Jack in his office and Stuart says, you know, that he has a crush on 
on Jack and wants Will to tell him. So Will go, comes into the room and says, do you remember earlier today in my office, there was a man in my office, he has a crush on you. And Jack says, man in your office, you mean you. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, Jack always thinks that Will yeah, secretly right. likes him. Right. But yeah, that's another example of you telling someone else someone else likes them and them thinking it's you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that thing where people just, they hear what they want to hear and they yeah. see what they want to see. If someone said to you, I know someone with a crush on you, it is kind of like asking for a friend. Like, would you think maybe it's you? I think everyone has a crush on me. <laughs> also, I Men, was... women, children. <laughs> wow, Karen. I was curious to hear the, the phrase to say, like, having a crush for me just feels like such a childish thing. And mm-hmm. I, I thought also that it was like a fairly modern phrase. But the fact that people in the 50s were refer- referring to that as having a crush, mm. I was like, I wondered how long that sort of idea has been around. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it feels kind of dated now. Mm. You know, like it feels like something we used to say in middle school. It feels like school. an age thing. Yeah. But what, do you, what would you say now? Because it's not like the thing has gone away. True. I don't know. I, I would interested admit to having in, crushes. Interested in, yeah. I I, mostly now crushes are things that I have no intention of acting on, but just, like, things that exist. Yeah, like, I have a crush on Mark Ruffalo. I was just going to say you have a crush on Mark Ruffalo. I do. I have a crush on Mark Ruffalo. Next week we're going to be talking about new neighbors. We have new people in the building other than Fred and Ethel and Miss Lewis. So excited to meet more people. Yeah, tune in next Monday, but in the meantime, you can follow us on all social media platforms as usual. We've got lots of fun gifts and photos and stuff for you guys you can follow us on facebook and instagram at we love lucy podcast we love lucy pod on twitter and we love lucy pod at gmail.com love you lucy's <laughs>